as well, Linda. Hey, Linda. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Today we're going to be talking about blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and in most in particular, Bitcoin. We know it's a topic that everyone is talking about today. Mm -hmm. It's in the news. It's everywhere. So today we wanted to get on there and talk about Bitcoin because we have been involved in Bitcoin for a while as well. Mm -hmm. So we've been following and tracking. So it'll be a really important conversation to talk about. Right. So yeah, you excited? I'm really excited. And you know, Bitcoin is setting really historic highs at this time. And it's interesting to know that there's still a lot of people out there that have never even heard of Bitcoin before. It's such an interesting opportunity for wealth building because the potential is just really high. And so we'll get into a little bit about what Bitcoin is, how you can invest in Bitcoin, what makes it an interesting currency. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody will enjoy this. I'm, I'm excited to learn more too, because I know Abiola is extremely well-versed in Bitcoin at this point, and you've been reading about it a lot. So yeah. the listeners will really enjoy this. I think drum roll, most important question. What is Bitcoin? Yeah. Thank you. What <laughs> is Bitcoin? I've been following Bitcoin since 2015, I believe invested since 2016 or 2017, I believe. And it's been good ever since then. But yeah, what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin was created in 2009, a brief history with almost no value. But to get started, Bitcoin is a digital asset. It's a cryptocurrency, which is a digital asset. Now let's compare assets. I'm going to compare Bitcoin to gold. Gold is a physical asset and Bitcoin is a digital asset. Now the difference between gold, let's go back to 1800. In the past, when you wanted to give gold to someone, let's say I have one gold and you have one gold and you have no gold, sorry. I take my one gold and I give you that one gold. Now you have my one gold. No one can contest the gold. Now that gold is now officially yours. I can't take it back if I've given it to you, unless I, if I steal it with you, which is not right, which you can take me to court and still claim your, it's now your gold. <laughs> right. So that is the idea really behind Bitcoin. Bitcoin is to be compared to physical gold. It's digital gold. That is Bitcoin in, in essence. Now, digital gold, how would digital gold work? From 2005, if I were to send you my digital gold, how am I supposed to know it's not a copy? Right. Or you didn't send the same digital gold to multiple people? Because digital gold works differently than physical. Physical gold is physical, so we needed to make digital gold in a physical way, really. Mm -hmm. Where it can be duplicated, it can be faked, it is the one that would always remain the same. So yeah, that's like the idea behind it. So, Bitcoin is created on blockchain which is the idea of okay how can we make sure we keep the validity and the integrity of the digital gold to make sure it's always the same original one transferred then we created blockchain blockchain is simply a database but it's not like the traditional database that facebook uses facebook uses a database all your information is stored in some database or multiple database around the world for facebook using facebook as an example now bitcoin for your currency to flow and to have that integrity needed some sort of database now blockchain is a database unlike facebook database facebook database uses tables while blockchain database uses blocks and information is stored in blocks and those blocks are linked together to the previous block downright to the original or genesis block it will always be linked and that's the difference between how that works in the short term it gets more right. complicated than that obviously so basically what i'm hearing is you would say bitcoin is essentially a bank free internet currency right there's no governing body that has to approve certain transactions 
or there's no one country that owns Bitcoin. This is like a worldwide currency. Correct. That is the part that makes Bitcoin better than regular currency. It's mm -hmm. decentralized. It is, it's not governed by one central body like the US dollar or your country's currency. Mm -hmm. It's governed by everybody. It's peer-to-peer. -peer. It's like if you ever downloaded Torrent and downloaded movie, peer-to-peer -peer exchanges. Mm -hmm. It leaves on everyone's computer. But I will get to that. Now, the technology under Bitcoin is blockchain and is that stored database. Now, for us to be able to create what we have today, what, what is called Bitcoin, they needed a ledger, which is a use of the blockchain database or the blockchain. I won't stop calling it a database blockchain. They created a ledger and a ledger is pretty much an accounting book. And in the beginning of the accounting book for Bitcoin, they said only 21 million coins were created. And every record of every transaction of every Bitcoin ever created, sent, exchange is recorded in that ledger, in that database. And it's continue to be recorded in that ledger. And that ledger is now shared among everybody. So... It's, that's where the decentralization comes in. The fact that rather than the ledger being in one place where one person, if it's controlled by one person, then one person can go ahead and change it or make any, it's split across everybody and anyone that wants to own a piece of that node or that network. So that's what makes it really decentralized. A copy of the ledger is on everyone's computer everywhere. So that's the beauty of Bitcoin. Do we know how many ledgers are there? Is it just however many computers... However many Bitcoin owners there are counts as one ledger. Is that how it works? Uh, I would say nodes and networks. Nodes and networks. Okay. Nodes and networks. Where um, the people validating and the people validating and keeping transaction of this network are the ones that are maintaining this ledger. So the more, if you want to mine Bitcoin, for example, if you want to start mining Bitcoin mm -hmm. and you want to create your own network and your node and connect to that, then you are a record keeper. And by mining Bitcoin, I think just for some listeners that are not aware, not all 21 million available Bitcoin have been mined to date. Yes. Right? As of right now, there are only about 18, 18 million that approximately been... in circulation. Okay. So we're missing about... Three know, million. Three million. Yeah. Or so. Left to be mined. And it gets harder and harder to mine those Bitcoins as the years go on because there's, there's such a thing as halving. That gets more complicated. So right now we're still trying to just keep it to the basics, correct? Yes. Okay. So now that we know what Bitcoin is, short way, it's an internet currency that is decentralized it's not controlled by anyone and it has a limited capacity of how many bitcoin yeah. are available which makes it i guess more valuable more valuable like gold right and it is built under a technology called blockchain correct and explain blockchain a little bit correct okay. so bitcoin is really just code running on top of a blockchain Mm -hmm. Bitcoin blockchain. Anyone can, you know, create whatever way you want to create your own blockchain. You can create a private blockchain, but Bitcoin blockchain is public, decentralized, peer-to-peer, -peer, mm -hmm. and that's what makes it what it is today. That's what creates the value in it, and that's why it can be hacked. That's why it can be broken. Anything can be hacked, I'm sure, at some point one day, but for now, it is really, really unhackable. Right. Yeah. Oh, nice. Interesting. I like that explanation a lot. And so I think one of the main things that I, I've heard from people before is why did Bitcoin get created in the first place? Who created it? What was the point of it? How long has it been around? Just a little bit about the history. Maybe we can get into that. To be honest, I really don't know why Bitcoin was created. There was a guy that created Bitcoin. He goes by a pseudonym. No one really knows who created Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. It was created by a guy named Satoshi Nakamoto. No one knows who he is. It was the first one to mine Bitcoin and he received his node one. He received an initial 50 Bitcoins mm -hmm. and I'm sure he released many. Then he disappeared like two years after Bitcoin was created in 2009. Right. So really no one knows why he did it. But really, from my explanation, I would say Bitcoin was created because we live in a world of 
the internet today. Mm -hmm. Gold is a physical asset that was from our old world. But today, the internet has blown past what people think it would be. And it's continuously grow because we're completely dependent on it. My car is going to be dependent on it. The phone is dependent on it. Everything we do today, almost everything we do today, is dependent on the internet. So why not create a digital asset that sits on this beautiful network we've created, this new world, this new imaginary world that's flowing through the internet and every single thing. We needed a digital asset because as we continually increase our use of the internet, as more people sign up, mm -hmm. it gets more and more valid it gets more and more use case and that's why bitcoin in my opinion was created we needed an asset that can match where we are right now in technology because we can't keep using gold in the internet we yeah. can't keep using our old ways we need, we did, we need new forms things have to change the old fiat was controlled by a government they can decide what to do look at this year the united states government printed what eight trillion dollars out of thin air with bitcoin you can never do that the governments control our currency today and they get to do whatever they want to. But with Bitcoin, it's giving power to the hands of the people. And one of the things I've heard before is, and I'm not sure, obviously, like you said, we're not, nobody will ever know because Satoshi is anonymous. You know, he's never revealed his identity. Nobody's ever done an interview with him. So we're not sure. But I've heard that basically Bitcoin started and the cause was the 2008 financial crisis. Yeah, people are attributed know? to that because, right, because it was the, created in 09. Right, because the Lehman Brothers filed for the biggest bankruptcy in the world. I'm not sure how much that number was. And um, that kicked off basically the collapse of the economy. And a few months later, Bitcoin was born. So there's some speculation that it was probably due to a lot of people losing their money and the economy going down. And Satoshi felt like we needed a different avenue to basically put our money in that wasn't going to be easily affected by economic situations. Correct. And let's not give Satoshi all the credit. Right. Cryptocurrency has been a thing that they've been trying out for years, but we didn't really know how we could, the integrity of it. Mm -hmm. And until the blockchain and Bitcoin, which is the one that there's been e-coins. There's been a bunch of coins that have been created, I think, since 2000 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Sort of an e-currency, but none of them function in the way that gave the power Bitcoin gave that made it really a currency that can actually be transacted and, con and connected to the U.S. dollar. No one ever did that before. And that's where Bitcoin comes. So I don't want to discredit everyone before Satoshi because right. we build on the work of others. It builds on the work of a lot of other people. Because if you read the paper it released in 08 before it released, before it went to Bitcoin, he did reference a bunch of papers underneath his research mm -hmm. for creating Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. True. So yeah, that's uh, a little bit about that. So that's history. a little bit about the history of Bitcoin. So I would jump into, so Bitcoin was created in 09 and initially the price was next mm -hmm. to nothing. 0 0.001 <laughs> cents. Some ridiculous. It didn't even have value back then. Right. It was in 20, 2010 that it started to have the 0 0.01 mm -hmm value so it was just you know buy a bunch of cryptographs because bitcoin is a cryptocurrency the code is a cryptic code that you know does all this validation everything is handled by the code mm -hmm. so you don't need to do anything you just have to worry about buying and selling or if you want to get into mining that's a whole nother business yeah. that you have to think about so that was the history of bitcoin then slowly i think in 2010 was the first time bitcoin was ever used as a way to buy something physically i think really? they bought some dude bought pizza <laughs> oh yeah some dude bought two pizzas in a florida man like ten thousand bitcoin or some amount like that yeah which florida, would be about 200 million today so a florida a very man very expensive pizza the very expensive pizza but back then it was like 40 bucks all right so he didn't i'm sure if he knew what he knew now it <laughs> would never have gotten rid of his 10, I hope that wasn't bitcoin all of it. that he got for nothing really that was the first transaction and since then the issue of bitcoin has been taking place and it's been finding a base value you know hundred dollars 
$1,000. And now today, 2021, only 10 years after its first public transaction, it is $41,000 mm-hmm. as of January 2021. It's crazy. From zero to $41,000. If you had the insight to buy one or 100 Bitcoins, you'd be a millionaire by now from doing nothing. And so a question that I, I have or I always wonder about is so when we think about Bitcoin, what makes what made Bitcoin go from 0.001 cent to the $40,000 that it's at now? I mean, what was that attributing factor that causes it to go up? I don't compare Bitcoin to the U.S. dollar. I compare mm-hmm. it to gold. There are other cryptocurrencies now that can be compared to the U.S. dollar. I compare Bitcoin to gold because it's an asset right. like gold. What gives gold its value? Scarcity. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin already has that. 21 million coins. There's billions of people on earth and there's only 21 million coins. So no more Bitcoin can ever be created. No more can ever be created. Wow. That's the beauty of it. No more can ever be created. Mm-hmm. And if you create a fake one by accident, it's going to be verified and removed from the blockchain. That's one. Scarcity. Gold. Like gold. Gold is scarce. Hard to mine. And as long as someone believes that Bitcoin is valuable and people continue to believe it will continue to be valuable, the same way gold works. Right. Really, what do you use with gold, for God's sake? Nothing, really. Nothing. It's just a store of value. Right. Like Bitcoin is a store of value. Gold is in a physical age. Today, we're in the internet age. The only why I believe so much in Bitcoin is unless the internet is going to disappear mm-hmm. from my timeline or, I don't know, this digital age we've created is going to disappear from our timeline, then I think Bitcoin will always exist and always have value. And so basically we've talked a little bit about what Bitcoin is, how it started, what makes it a unique currency compared to other types of forms of currency like you know, the US dollar or gold. And so why should people invest in Bitcoin? For those that have heard about Bitcoin and everybody's talking about Bitcoin is the future, Bitcoin is going to take over, you know, how do they make that decision now to either invest in it or not invest in it what makes what advice would you give someone who's really unsure right now if this is a good thing to jump into i'm not a financial advisor so i would give no advice Uh (laughs) but i will tell you what i'm doing i and what i believe in what i believe in is that we are in an unprecedented age Mm -hmm. and the beauty that bitcoin poses is not just some currency that does nothing it's not useless Gold is useless in my opinion. Gold does nothing other than sit and store value. Bitcoin sits and stored value and more things can be built on top of it. Mm-hmm. More people are signed. Like, because it's code, you can literally build an app on top of it if you want to. That's what they're doing with Ethereum. You can do whatever you really want. The applications are endless. For example, the internet in 93, no one knew its applications. No one knew how far it could reach. If I told you you would be on your phone 24-7 almost today. You would probably not believe me. If I told you it was this screen or mobile phone, you would probably not believe me. But today, everyone and anyone is on the internet. Or a lot of people are already signing up anyways. The same thing with Bitcoin, blockchain. Bitcoin is the beginning of blockchain. Or the first thing, the first real application of blockchain. Now, Bitcoin uses a ledger, the accounting book that we talked about. We can have more applications to that. It doesn't always have to be a ledger. The ledger is just one of the best use cases we have for today or the most public use cases we have for today. I do believe Bitcoin will continuously grow and be more and more valuable. The fact that there are only 21 million coins. Today, Bitcoin's valuation is at, I think, $600 billion. The valuation of public landed gold today is 17, sorry, $12 trillion. That's a lot of runway for Bitcoin to cover because gold that does nothing is market cap of $17 trillion. While Bitcoin is only $500 billion yet. So there's a lot of wrong way to go. So I've seen a lot of models today that predict the price of Bitcoin. 
the price of Bitcoin, honestly, and I believe this, would be $100,000 by the end of the year. And if not, by 2022, at some point. There's a model by some dude on Twitter. He created a stock-to-flow model. It's also like another Satoshi. He disappeared. He doesn't have his own. He doesn't like, nobody knows who he is. It's just some dude that's modeling. And so far, he's been right. He's creating a stock-to-flow model, which predicts the price of Bitcoin by 2026 would be a million dollars. That's crazy. I hope he gets there, but I don't know. No one can really predict the future. It's all in all at the end of the day. No one can predict the future. But you can take bets and you can edge. You could have gone into Bitcoin at $300 and now you'd be at $41,000. You could get it, you could have gone into Bitcoin at $9,000 and now you are being at $41,000. You could have gone into Bitcoin at $20,000 and now you'll be at $41,000. And today we are around the $41,000 mark. So I don't know where it goes from here. It's risky because if you've ever read any investment book, the higher the price of something, the more risky it is. But yeah. I'm sure when it gets to $100,000, you'll be wishing you got into it at $41,000. But like I said, it's all speculation, but the logic and everything behind it lies in the fact. It's a very valuable thing, and it's growing at a very extreme rate. The number of transactions going on the Bitcoin network is increasing on a year-to-day basis. Yeah, so, right. And also with Bitcoin, I it's been around now for, what, 12 years, 10, 12 years? 2021 yeah about, yeah yeah so it's you know i think it's proven to be able to stand the test of time and because it's you know been here been around for a long time now which means it'll be around for another 11 years at right. least so mm-hmm. hey, that's a guarantee that's another thing and if it's one of those things that you either want to take a gamble and see if this is actually going to perform the way it's you know a lot of people think it's going to perform or you want to sit on the sidelines and watch it maybe not perform whatever the case is it's up to you the point is there's an opportunity for something that's never happened before to happen and it's up to whoever is listening to take their chances or not but i personally believe that bitcoin is continue is going to continue to go up i'm not sure what the number looks like i've heard a lot of numbers from different investors and different financial advisors spill out before saying it might get up to a hundred thousand this year or in the next few years jp morgan jp morgan said it could get up to what 146 yep yep there's even um who are the the brothers that um yeah the winkle votes they're heavily invested in bitcoin and i think they predicted what 500k yep and so there's a lot of speculation that's going on. And at this point, being that we're in the raging 20s and part of this podcast and the concept behind it is how can you win in times when there's opportunity? This looks like an opportunity to me. But then again, it could be a false opportunity. The right. point is, how do you do your research? How do you get connected and know what's going on in these times? And how do you not miss out? And so Bitcoin has been talked about for years now. And if you haven't heard it, I highly suggest you go read into it, do some research, and just make sure you're up to speed and make the best financial decision that you can make for yourself. Correct. Linda mentioned opportunity. The trading 20s began in 2020, and we saw historic things happen in the stock market everywhere we've been. If you were financially sound on following financial decisions, you would have seen some crazy things happening. Now, the reason why I believe more and more in Bitcoin is, for example, the United States government pumped a lot of money, trillions of dollars into the economy last year. And I'm sure they're going to do more this year. Now that we have a Democrat as the president, they're going to pump more and more money into the economy. So inflation is set to begin. 
everything is already going up. Price, you can already see the price of pork and meat in your store is already going up. So inflation is already happening and we don't know. We've pumped trillions of dollars into the economy without knowing the effect of backwards. That's inflation and we don't know. We really don't know where it's going to go. So enters Bitcoin. Bitcoin can never be inflated. It is only 21 million coins. They can't print out a bunch. They can't print out a trillion coins at once one day. So it will always remain valuable. And that's where the store of value comes in. Now, the reason I'm going to give a, a few positives for Bitcoin, which makes it, which is why I like it. It is not controlled by one authority. The US dollar is. And honestly, gold might be too. There is no central server. Bitcoin is peer to peer. It's person to person. If I want to send my $10,000 today, if I send $15,000 today, for example, to a bank, the bank is probably going to give me a call. They're going to stress me out. It's going to take like five to 10 steps to get that done. And I'm, it's my money, my hard earned money. But Bitcoin removes that. If I want to send my money to wherever, wherever in the world, because we're now in a global and digital age, boom, in a button, just get their wallet address and send it to them. It's easy, it's smooth, and it's fast. And I tell you, it's not going anywhere. There's no central storage. The Bitcoin ledger is distributed among networks, among a lot of nodes, among a lot of people. So if you fake something in one copy, the rest of the copies are going to reflect that and they're going to correct that transaction. So you really can't break it. Unless if you're super smart or I don't know, you have a quantum computer, which they're still experimenting on right now. Mm -hmm. The ledger is public. Literally, I can see every transaction that was ever sent. I can see my transaction. I, as long as if I have a wallet address, I can see how much is there. No one can lie about what they have and what they don't have. You can't fake it. You can easily. It's, it really is the world, the global world we're moving into. There's no stopping it. So it's always going to be here. Anyone can mine Bitcoin. Anyone can. I try to mine Bitcoin. I've seen videos on YouTube where but you need a lot of equipment and a lot of physical equipment to mine Bitcoin. If you, you can use your computer to mine Bitcoin, but honestly, you're probably going to get like $10 by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. If you run your computer 24, 7, 365 days a year, you probably end up with only $10 at the end of the year. So you need like, I don't know if that's worth it. You, you need massive equipment to mine Bitcoin, but anyone can do it really. So right. not like, like not anyone can print a dollar, not everyone can print gold, you know, but with Bitcoin, anyone can print Bitcoin. The issuance is decentralized. Anybody can create a new address using an ash and like a bank account. You don't have to go to a bank. Anyone can create a bank account anywhere, anytime. You don't really need too much. You don't need right. social security. You don't need anything. You just need your address, your digital address. Right. And, and with doing the, with being able to create those bank accounts or an address where you can send money, it just makes it easy. Just think about it right now. If you have a friend or someone that you know in, I don't know, Nigeria, Africa, and you're trying to buy something from them, Right now, because of the currency differences, you would have to worry about changing your dollar to whatever currency is being used there just for you to get those goods and services. Right now, whatever I'm trying to buy from someone with Bitcoin, it's the same currency. There is no exchange. There's no exchange fees. There's no other loop I have to go through to make sure the person receives the money that I need. I can just use their address from my address, send the Bitcoin and get the goods. I think exactly. it's going to make things a lot easier. It Once is going to make things a lot easier. The and there's been so many others created now. While Bitcoin is the value, the store of gold, it is gold right. in our digital sense. There's now Ethereum. Mm -hmm. There's now XRP, which there's is Litecoin. Ripple. There's Litecoin. There's so many cryptocurrencies. Not all of them are going to survive. Mm -hmm. Some of them are going to fail, like any technology. But at the end of the day, it's already happening. The world of blockchain, the world of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is the first application of blockchain. There's going to be more. Like we're saying, cryptocurrency uses the ledger on blockchain. There's going to be more technology as we move on. We really don't know. It's going to continuously evolve. Mm -hmm. So 
sit back, you know, and relax. <laughs> and enjoy, enjoy the flight. Just get in, close your eyes. And get, I mean, I would say close your eyes, but hey, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just some dude. I'm an engineer that likes tech and I'm a little nerdy about all these things, but really it's more mainstream today. So yeah. now I want to jump into how you can get Bitcoin. Yes. If you want to get Bitcoin today. Right. There are major platforms today because Bitcoin is the most popular one. So honestly, you can get Bitcoin anywhere. You can go to an ATM in Vegas and get Bitcoin. I've never actually tried that. Before. I haven't either, but I've heard there's ATMs around. We actually, you know, looked some up in Austin here and there's, there's ATMs. A couple. Yeah. yeah, there's ATMs around that you can actually go to. I think it's like Compro, is it CoinPro or something? I think the company is called CoinPro. Or I believe it was something like that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you can literally go to an ATM at this point. And so, and I'll let you get into some of the other semantics. I'm sure you guys have, a lot of people now use Cash App. Venmo and PayPal. Those are different ways that a lot of people are transacting and those platforms have started incorporating ways that you can buy Bitcoin, Bitcoin. on it. So you can Correct. go on Cash App and literally buy Bitcoin. Correct. Today. Yeah. You can go on Cash App and buy Bitcoin. You can go on Robinhood and buy Bitcoin. You can go on Webull and buy Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And the most traditional way is you can go on Coinbase right. and buy Bitcoin. Now the so what's Coinbase? Coinbase is just a it's An app a, that was basically created to be able to transact crypto, cryptocurrency. Only crypto. To be able yeah. to transact crypto, that's what Coinbase is. And, mm -hmm. and it was the first major one. And there you can buy Bitcoin. And you can then transfer it. With the difference between buying Bitcoin on Robinhood and buying Bitcoin on Coinbase is that when you buy a Bitcoin on Coinbase, you actually own the Bitcoin. You can move it anywhere you want to in the world. You can literally send it to a physical wallet in your house and put it in a bank if you want to. Mm -hmm. But on Robinhood and Square, you're buying Square's Bitcoin. You're buying the value of their Bitcoin. So you can't just move it anywhere. You can sell it for money, which is still valuable. But if you want a sense of gold, like the way you have gold right now, you can easily just use Coinbase or KuCoin, which is one of my presents because it allows you to buy more and more cryptocurrencies. But those are the major exchanges for Bitcoin. And uh, the ATM that I was referring to earlier is actually called CoinFlip. And they're really popular. They're the largest Bitcoin ATM in the country. And they're growing. So that's another aspect of Bitcoin. Right. And another thing that uh, a lot of people forget is right now, I just looked it up on Robinhood. You can buy Bitcoin any time of the day. It is open 24-7, never closes, no Christmas day you can buy Unless it. an app has crashed or there's some technological difficulty, you can buy Bitcoin anytime. So I just looked it up right now on Robinhood where I have some Bitcoin and it's currently $39,000. But a lot of people, or a little over $39,000 for one Bitcoin, which a lot of people don't realize because $39,000 is a lot of money and not everybody has that just sitting around. You can't just go and buy one Bitcoin. Is You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin to own it. True. You can buy $20 worth of Bitcoin, whatever that is, 0, 0.000, you know, whatever that's going to be. You can buy $10 of Bitcoin. Whatever value you can afford, you can buy. And there's no uh, limit as long as obviously it's greater than zero. Yeah. You can you can start <laughs> buying Bitcoin. So you don't have to pay the whole $39,000 to say you own Bitcoin. You can put $1,000, you can put $500, and you can put it any time of the day. You can sell it any time you want to sell it. And so that's just a purpose out there. That is correct. And the unit of Bitcoin is in Satoshis. So for one Bitcoin equals to 100 million Satoshis. So when you buy 0 0.01. And I think we were reading yesterday that 70% of Bitcoin owners mm -hmm. only own about, what, 0 0.01? Was that what we read yesterday? Right. Yeah. So that's crazy. So you can jump on with whatever you have right now. If you want to get in under $50, $100, it's not a big deal. Your $50 that you did nothing might become $1,000 without you even batting an eye in a few years or in a few months. You never know. So it's all about just 
letting your money work for you rather than it's your hard-earned cash people spend their hard-earned cash on some this is not a financial show but it is your hard-earned cash so store it well use it for whatever you want so yeah i mean this was really interesting like i said we love bitcoin i love bitcoin personally i think it's <laughs> i know you love bitcoin so we've talked about what is bitcoin how did it get started you know um how is it different from all the different currencies that are out there why is it beneficial? Did we touch on some of the cons of Bitcoin? Yeah, the cons of Bitcoin right now is that it is a little too slow. Mm-hmm. But I don't really care because it's a store of value. It's gold. And when they say slow, it's about, what, 10, 15, 20 network confirmations, which is about maybe 30 minutes before I get my Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But we're not. Bitcoin is not going to be a currency like a US, US dollar. It's an asset, like I said. There are other cryptocurrencies that are there today that are going to be used. As, that's what people confuse. They're like, oh, it's too volatile or, oh, it's too slow. But it's not supposed to be used like that. It's supposed to be like gold. There are, XRP is a lot faster. If I send an XRP right now, I would get my XRP in like seconds. So and XRP is just another crypto. It's another cryptocurrency mm-hmm. called Ripple by the Ripple Network. And there's many more that do different things. And it's just, we are just taking a bet on the fact that blockchain is the future right. i don't know bitcoin is always going to be around in my opinion because it's gold mm-hmm. it's big it's gold on the on the crypto but blockchain is the technology i love that i'm betting on i love it it's beautiful it's the fact that you can never delete anything on there everything is always stored and everything is always linked and every transaction can be seen by anyone, by anyone. anywhere I, it depends on we i mean you, a private company can create their own you know blockchain crypto, oh, right, right, right. and they can do whatever they want to but bitcoin was created to be more decentralized so you can have centralized currencies they're centralized like China is going to be the first person to release first their first right. crypto e-currency. So they're going to be releasing their currency in, on the blockchain soon. That's going to be a centralized one. They're going to be able to make as many as they want to. And they're going to do it as many. So it is changing. E-currencies are changing. And the reason why China is doing this is because they want to beat the WeChats and the Cash Apps. and the, Because all those guys are already there and they're already to the game. And the, the government doesn't want to lose that edge. Right. So. And the only other con I've heard, obviously, is that it's the fact that it's solely based on the internet what happens one day i don't know some catastrophic thing happens and we don't have internet very unlikely but possible and i guess that's the only differentiator with physical gold is you would actually have your physical gold but at those times i mean no today you can actually have your physical bitcoin oh yeah there's a thing called bitcoin cash yeah there's cold storage not bitcoin cash there's cold storage and there is hot storage hot storage is every network it's online but literally i can take I can create a, I can get a physical wallet and ash, and I can send it into that, and my Bitcoin is now there. Mm-hmm. Like the Wiku Wars twins, what they did was like they took all their paper Bitcoin, like the Bitcoin paper paper with the hash code, and they cut it all up and spread it across, so no one can ever be able to, and spread it to a bunch of banks, so no one can ever be able to be like you know steal and act their coin. So you can keep it, keep it offline. Separate. You can keep it offline, but you know you need to bring it online. But exactly, to the only way to use it, you would need to bring it online. Exactly, you need okay. to bring it online to you, but. Because the it, internet, it has a, a UR code. It has a, a, ash, code, a ash code. Ash code, that's your, your alice. But the thing is, if the internet crashes today, I think you have bigger worries. <laughs> exactly. I mean, everything is on the internet. I think you have bigger worries. Your planes are going to crash. Things are going to stop working. Like, right. I think you have bigger worries. So, if, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so I was just going to say, so basically, some of the cons are the volatility. A lot of people don't like that Bitcoin came a couple years ago. Bitcoin went from, what, $500 to like $20,000, then crashed all the way down to $3,000. Yeah. So some of that volatility you know, makes a lot of people apprehensive, which makes sense. Um, and so it just depends what the goal is. If, if you're one of those people that don't like to see volatility, I don't know, buy it and don't look at it or don't buy it, whatever you decide. But If you're trying to get rich quick kind of scheme, don't buy it. For example, 
Bitcoin was went from 500 to 20,000. 20, but now it's at 41. If you held, well, that was only two years ago, three right. years ago. If you held, now you'd be at 40. You would have even made more money. Even if you entered at the top of right. 20K, you would have been at 40. You would have literally doubled your money by now. But if you're trying to get rich quick, you're impatient. You probably want to get out when it crashes. This is a long-term thing. Like I said, it's gold. Mm -hmm. It's store of value for a really long time. For the future, we are building for ourselves. Yeah. That really is what it is. And so basically right now, Bitcoin is about 40K. It could so easily drop down to, I don't know, 9,000. That's a big drop. And if you bought it at 38,000, <laughs> obviously you're going to be super disappointed. And it could take another two or three years to go back up to the 40K. It just depends. It's unpredictable, just like anything in the stock market. Or anything um, in the world. Yeah. It's And so, or it could not drop to 9,000 and just go to 100K. So it's one of those things that... If you're patient enough, you are not trying to use it as a way to just make money really quickly. You're not trying to day trade it, which you can also day trade Bitcoin. Um, then, you know, check it out, look into it. So we've talked about the history of Bitcoin, why it was created, what is Bitcoin, weigh the pros, the cons, ways that you can invest in Bitcoin and what makes it a valuable currency or cryptocurrency in our eyes, at least. And I think we touched on all the bases. Yeah. I... We're interested to hear some feedback from the listeners as we are on all platforms listening, depending on where you're listening to this podcast from. We are on Instagram. We're very engaged with our listeners there, the Raging 20s podcast. So that's at the at Raging 20s podcast, not the, so at Raging 20s podcast. And you can just send us a DM. Let us know if there's any additional questions you had about Bitcoin, how it works, how you can get invested in it, any other apprehensions you have, any cons. If you don't believe in Bitcoin, that feedback would be greatly appreciated and why that's the case. But um, this could be one of those Raging 20s opportunities that this podcast focuses on. Yep. And definitely advise anybody that's out there listening to just, Look into it if you haven't. Check it out. And if you have Bitcoin, good for you. I think right now is a great time for any Bitcoin holders because it's it's doing really well. And um, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is the Rage in Chinese. Rage on. You know, be part of the future. Lock in. Test it out. Speculate. Do whatever. Have low risk though. Don't, you know, put your entire life savings in there. Don't because, go selling your house. Yeah, don't sell your house and, and put it in Bitcoin. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. But if you have $100 sitting there that you're going to spend on movies or whatnot, put it into Bitcoin. Why not? Or something like that. Or you're going to waste on an iPhone or whatever. Maybe put it into Bitcoin. But hey, I'm not a financial advisor. So you do you right. and spend your money wherever you want to. But yeah, it is going to be the future. And we're going to be talking about this again in the future. So thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And, this was uh, a fun conversation. Thanks yeah. for all the insight. More to come like this. More to come about the stock market. More to come about other cryptos. We're going to talk about Ethereum. We're going to talk about other currencies. And we're going to talk about more and more on this. And app. ways to invest as beginners. And we're growing with blockchain market. and Bitcoin as well. And now you can even work and create applications and be part of that future. So thank you for listening. And have a good week. Reading 20s. <laughs>